Yeah. I I love like how rock and roll that guitar is. But then it's like, oh man. <laughs> Drum machine, 80s. Whoa. Like those fucking things are out of control. <laughs> yes is such a cool band. You always live your life, never so much reverb, oh my god. <laughs> It's like just groovy though. Yeah. I love this singer. He's up there. Also great like delay. All those weird dry sounds just coming in are so cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> there was a time period in my life where I would listen to Yes every day with my eyes closed and just like pretend I was like just somewhere else. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Listen to This, a podcast in which we explore songs we like. We research what they mean, how they were recorded, why they were written, why we like them, and why you should listen to this. I can't stop laughing because I love this song so much. It's amazing. Today yeah. we're talking about Owner of a Lonely Heart by British pop, prog rock pioneers, Yes. Also like a very confusing band name yes. for people. Yes, yes. exactly. Um, released on October 8th, 1983. It shot to the top of the charts. It was written by the band and produced by the legendary Trevor Horn. Trevor Horn, probably most famous for nowadays for discovering Hans Zimmer. Yes. Which is kind of fucking cool when you think about it. That's sick. Um, the song came to be because of guitarist Trevor Rabin, who wrote the whole song from beginning to end, supposedly on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder if they just like make this shit up yeah. to be like, you know. <laughs> he put those toilet inspired ideas down on a four track tape machine. And a few years later, the group fleshed out these demos in the studio on a separate track. For the final version, Raven used the first and second tracks to record the instruments and vocals before mixing the song onto the third. Which is pretty weird, right? Yeah, like in the 80s, they definitely had 16 track by then. Yeah. Maybe even 24 track. Yeah. I mean, I it's think- It's so just, strange that they would just work off four track. He, sa- he, he says, quote, you would be making decisions based on what was coming, and sometimes those decisions would be wrong right. when it came to mixing it, right? Quote, but you couldn't undo them. One of the things, a happy accident, was all of those brass stabs and those weird things that happen on the record. Okay, well, that's... Yeah. They were just a product of what happened with the demo. And I think this is a really cool way of thinking about recording music. And it's like when a band is considered a prog, like a progressive band, a lot of that is in the song structure. A lot of it is in lyrics about Lord of the Rings. But, right. but, but a lot of it, too, is like, how are you progressive in terms of like recording? And I think for like a pop record in 1983, it's weird to record on a four track and then just kind of like do it a couple of years later and then sort of pastiche both elements as it were to like a final version. Yeah, people forget that the progressive doesn't have to necessarily be the music. The music itself is not progressive to me. Like progressive music at this time was yeah. like really weird and shreddy. Yeah. And- Fusiony, where this is like a really great pop song, yeah. But just the way they made it was, and, and it's weird for a pop song, like it, arrangement wise, yeah. It, and like just those weird brass, yeah. Like what the fuck is that, dude? Like I love it. I wish more people would take some chances on their pop records yeah, like this. I know. Um, the fir- the first thing I want to ask you 
is the fact that he wrote the whole song from beginning to end on the toilet. I, I can't. You know this is is this conjecture? I just can't like get over this idea. And like, I have also been like, you know, I've been like studying Portuguese, so I've been like learning a lot and listening to a lot of Portuguese podcasts about, I guess, Brazilian but Portuguese language about bossa nova music, right? And um, Joao Gilberto, who's like commonly credited, and we'll do one of his songs he later on. He's like commonly credited with starting bossa nova, and the way that he did that was he. He was kind of depressed because he'd released a few records that sucked or just didn't sell well. And he was depressed. He went to go stay with his sister in Minas Gerais in Brazil. And he would just sit in her bathroom all day writing and recording songs. That's amazing. Another bathroom song. We also always hear from just random ass people around the world. I sing in the shower. The acoustics are so much better in the shower. Luke, why do you think the bathroom is such an inspiring place to musicians? So I'm going to put it out there. I do not think the the acoustics (laughs) in the bathroom are good. Okay. You know what I think it really is? Yeah. I think the bathroom is the only time where people feel private enough and safe enough to sing so that no one hears them. You sing alone. You can sing in front of other people. There's no difference. Actually, there's a big difference. No, No, there isn't. Wait. I'm singing, I'm in a store, and I'm singing, I'm in a store, and I'm singing. Hey! There's no singing in the North Pole. Yes, there is. No, it's not. We sing all the time. No, it's not. Especially when we make toys. See? Yeah. And Inter- people just don't want to say that. They're like, oh, like, no one can hear me. I'm like in my own like little private room. Instead yeah. of being like, oh, it sounds great in here. That's why I sing in here. So there's just the idea that like what I do will not be ridiculed in the bathroom. That's what I think it yeah. comes And I to. think like when you're a band like, yes, you have made a career since the late 60s yeah. of not giving a fuck what people think. I mean, they had some weird ass songs. Oh, like yeah, that song yeah. Roundabout. Yeah, also, I mean, classic, dude. Yours classic. is no disgrace. Yours is no disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they just didn't really, <laughs> I love, yes. If, if anybody's listening, can't tell a lot of great songs by this band. Owner of a Lonely Heart is probably like their most famous one. Um, it f- features early use of a drum machine. Yeah. They really wanted the drums to sound like Stuart Copeland's drums on synchronicity. So hmm. they kind of mix in a fake drum kit with a snare drum that was tuned to the key of a high A, which I think is pretty high. That's cool. Um, they uh, used really interesting guitar sounds. The arpeggiated guitar part on the verses is played on a 12-string Rickenbacker. Have you ever recorded a 12-string guitar? Yeah, definitely. What's it like? I, they sound so weird to me, but yeah. they're kind of cool. Well, a Rickenbacker is, is obviously going to be a little bit different than yeah. like a 12-string acoustic guitar. Yeah, like yeah. A Rickenbacker's electric guitar. Um, it's so weird. It, crea- it, like, it sounds like... So you have one person singing. Yeah. Imagine that being like a single note on a yeah. guitar. But now you have a choir. Mm-hmm. And now that's like your 12-string guitar. Yeah, and is it like, is the guitar, it has 12 strings, but it's not like sequ- sequentially. Like it doesn't just keep moving up in fourths and fifths. It's not. It's like the stri- each string has like a friend or buddy string, as it were. Is it tuned an octave higher? Yes. Is that how it always works? Yep, so like E to E, A, A, D. Damn, I wonder if you could get in there and tune, make some like weird 12-note tuning yeah well um that's how like pedal steels work yeah it's like pedal steels sometimes have 10 strings and they're tuned to like an open chord um 
like a common one is yeah. like an E chord with a nine. So that, oh, okay, that is really cool actually. Oh. And so like you're playing and then you have the pedals and you can create, so it's not sequential force or fits, it's yeah. like a chord. Damn, I need to get a, a 12 string bass. I've only seen one once, the homie from Cheap Trick plays one, I think mainly as a joke. I also think like whenever I see guys playing 12 string basses, it's always like on YouTube and they're playing the Super Mario's theme. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that would have been so popular? It's we so popular. Do that yeah, one. it's so popular. I could talk about Owner of a Lonely Heart forever, but we'll just hit a few quick things. Um, the guitars, super trebly, super panned, hard left and right. This was kind of like like a revolutionary at the time. Um, and Trevor Rabin, the guitar player kind of started this, um, for sessions he did for Manford man's earth band. Um, the bass part, uh, recorded by Chris, Chris Squire was actually played on two instruments. The main verse and chorus parts are played on a custom built Electra MPC outlaw. Um, and the other parts were played on a Moradian CS 24, which was a custom shaped guitar. Um, he used a Motown influenced bridge section to the song just for this, with this bass, he used this bass. Yeah. So it's kind of cool experimenting with synth bass sounds at the time. Um, they also use a Synclavier synthesizer. Sick. You know what that is? Yeah. They're like, Let's, like, that's like groundbreaking early synthesizers. Like the Sinclair is like, a, obviously has a sick fucking game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds like it's from Bel Air. But, um, it's like one of the early, you know, amazing keyboards that people like revere today, you know? Um, apparently, they also used Mini Moog synthesizer, a Fairlight sem- CMI sampler, um, and then for all the for the whiz bangs and gags quote sound effects, they used that Fairlight. Um, and apparently, and this is like noted by famed music historian and late night pandering drummer Questlove. He, oh wow! He said, "Owner of a Lonely Heart" contained the first use of a sample as a breakbeat. Interesting. So kind of revolutionary. Um, Interesting. This is a great song. Yes is a weird progressive band that managed to have a number one hit. Yeah. And that that cannot be discounted. I think any artist that breaks to the peak of mainstream popularity doing something different deserves like some roses. So I'm ready to throw them at yes. Yeah, I'm into that. Yes, 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 yes. You should hear their uh, their side project. No, okay, <laughs> or the Bossa Nova version of Yes, Sin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>